Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Promise. Hey! So excited to have you here at Crafty S Female. Yeah. I, you've been on my radar for a while, so I'm glad we finally got you on. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You are the only promise I ever met or knew about until I taught this year, and I have a promise in my class. No way! That's awesome! <laughs> have you ever met another one? I have actually met one, and she's my age and also a graphic designer. Oh, interesting. How random is that? <laughs> but that's kind of, oh, and then I do know of another young promise, but um, I haven't met anyone that has known a promise yes. besides me. So. I met one. I've taught one. She's <laughs> lovely. Um, but anyway, guys, we have Promise Tangerman on the show today, um, graphic and web designer, CEO of Go Life HQ, which I would like you to explain that pretty much means it's your baby, right? From conception to what it is now. But we'll yeah. talk more about it. Um, and co-founder of Designer Vacay, which I want to hear a little more about. And then wife to worship pastor Brian Wurzel and dog mom to Parker the Golden Doodle. And those, I love that you like highlight that those are like what you're all about. And you include yes, the Yes, those are a big part of my life. <laughs> yes, I love it so much. So fact check me that all sounded good and I wasn't missing yeah, any major thing. perfect. Cool. Totally. Yeah, that's right. Cool. So Go Live HQ is your main gig. It yes. Gig right. And so tell us, um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about that and what it is, how people can get involved and kind of like your creative journey thus far. I'm sure people listening in are tuning in because they know you a little bit, but for those who don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, perfect. Well, um, gosh, there could be so many different angles that I could talk about in my creative journey, but I'll first talk about go live and I started well first I double majored in graphic design and fine art and just had a love for creating um, a visual identity that represented a business or a person and then having a very specific corner of the web that really represented you and your business and attract your ideal client I just I love the aspect I actually fell in love with that concept um, do you remember the days of MySpace? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was like my first entry point. I designed a really cool page and had a matching photo with the background and music playing. And I totally branded it out. And that was like my first experience, like my aha moment of, oh, wow, I can have a corner of the web that represents me. And it's like me online. Like, whoa, that's crazy. And then I had a bunch of friends asking me to design their MySpace pages. So that's kind of where the love of web design came from and just creating that unique corner of the web. Um, and then I set out to start my own business and wanted to specialize in web design because I was very passionate about it. But really where the brand Go Live came from was um, at the time I was doing some freelance work under my personal name, Promise Tangerine Creative. And I was getting a high demand of um, you know clients that wanting to work with us, wanting to work with me. And so I decided, I think I need to expand the brand. And then I looked at the landscape of what was going on 
for web design and a lot of design firms and agencies would you know spend months and months even a year to launch a website and I knew as a small business and entrepreneur that you can't wait that long to have your most important marketing tool live and online and bringing in clients and reaching new people and um, you know creating that um, short conversion to sale. So my team and I put our heads together and we wanted to come up with a very short and streamlined process for launching a website. So we decided, okay, I think we can do it in five days. So my team does it in five days. We start on Monday and launch on Friday. And then we also have another arm of the business that um, we create website templates and help creative entrepreneurs and small businesses tweak and change their own website templates. So we'll create a lot of resources and helpful stuff. And again, we try to do it quickly just because I feel like I'm so passionate about getting that up and online. And for a lot of our clients, um, when they launch their website, it's their business is actually real at that point because it might just be a dream or something that they've been thinking about, but actually hitting publish really makes their business real. So that's why it's called Go Live. We're all about going live with your website. And I feel like I just um, threw a lot at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've had kind of firsthand experience with that because I took like a Go Live workshop kind of last July. Yeah, um, our launch together group. Launch together. And, and yes, I feel like that was kind of the mix of both of what you just said. Like we had you there, but we were also kind of doing the work ourselves. So that was, yeah. that was, it was fantastic. Like I can't say enough good things about it. So oh, that's awesome. I mean, well, and I, I love helping people um, also understand their website and educating them on how to update it and change it. And that's why I feel like this workshop that you are part of is so powerful because now as your business grows and expands, you're able to tweak your website and you're empowered to make changes where, you know, a lot of other people feel like their hands are tied behind their back, having to hire somebody or waiting on somebody to do it for them. So I'm really passionate about that. Yes. Yes. I, I want to go into that more, but before that, can you talk a little bit about how um, you kind of got up to go live, like creative journey from like how go live, like right before go live, you were a creative kid, I'm assuming. Oh yeah. 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 So I, I'm definitely like all creative. I grew up, um, loving um, painting and drawing and all things creative. I like I was like a hands-on kind of type of creative. And I actually, I lived in the Pacific Northwest growing up. And so on snow days, I would literally tear apart all my clothes and then sew them <laughs> back together in weird ways <laughs> and be so proud of how they came out. So that is really what I loved. I went to I studied art in high school and then went to an art college. I double majored in graphic design and fine art. So I have a fine art degree painting and um, I love that. I also did photography. I, when I very first started my business, I offered everything, graphic yeah. design, fine art, photography, and I even made dinosaur necklaces. So <laughs> As part of was, the package. <laughs> it was everything under the sun. I, anything I could get paid to do for anything creative, I did. Um, so yeah, and then as I started learning about branding and a little more strategy and all that, I just like dove headfirst into that and then started realizing that simplifying and um, really creating a niche for myself in my market was really important for getting the word out about what I do. So I actually, I was afraid to, um, you know, cut these other creative endeavors out of my business because 
I loved doing them all. I loved doing photography. I loved doing, you know, the fine art and everything. But um, I had a mentor friend of mine tell me, he said, promise I love what you're doing, but I don't know how to explain what you do to other people. And I was a little offended at first. So like, what do you mean? You don't know how to explain. Like I do all these like fun, cool things and I really liked my business. But after I thought about it, I realized like when I put myself in his position, yeah, if he's going to tell someone about me, oh yeah, you know, Promise just does this, all these really cool creative things and it doesn't really stick in their mind. They don't think about me, you know, when they think of, you know, a certain creative endeavor um, because I just do everything. So that was when I was like, okay, I think I've got to simplify. I've got to create a niche and really focus in. And what I learned in that is you don't have to, stop doing the things that you love. You don't have to stop being creative. Um, I just needed, cause I still do those things. I still paint and I still love photography and editing photos and, you know, social media and all that. Um, but I don't have to do it to get paid necessarily. I can just do it for fun as a creative hobby and, you know, as a creative outlet for refreshment, but that really helped jumpstart my business. And it really created a high demand for what I do because people were, were easily able to say, Oh, promise does websites, you know, Promise creates these websites really fast. And that's what her team does. Um, so yeah, that was, that was going way back. Yeah, no, I love the way back. <laughs> but it also, <laughs> it also makes me think like, like a little bit of like, you want to be this whole, this whole like creative thing. And like all the, these are all my talents and all the things I can do. But so like what you did is kind of like, trim the fat of where's going to give you the most bang for your buck because I feel like dabbling in everything could get you very burnt out very quickly because you kind of want to like here I could do this or I could do this and pick and choose I could be a trick of a master of all these tricks but once you streamline and focus one on one thing that's working then you get freed up right it feels like this freed up feeling yeah and you know what's really interesting I didn't really have a streamlined process for any of my creative endeavors that were part of the business because there were so many random things that people would ask me for. And so I didn't have a specific system or process that I could take people through. So it was very chaotic and I was, you know, trying to figure out new things all the time. So I was wasting a lot of time. So I just wasn't using my time very efficiently, but when I started yeah, to trim down and really focus in on one thing and become really good at it, then the word started to spread really quickly. And I started to get, you know, higher profile clients because when you are an expert in something, people will pay ex extra for it because when they're looking for that one thing, they want to hire the expert. So I really found a lot of benefits to what, like what you said, trimming the fat and really focusing yeah. in. Yeah. And I, I also feel like you're really good I followed you for a lot of years. Like, I feel like when Go Live was like just start, and I just feel like you've been really good at like getting ahead of the curve. Like, I feel like a lot of people kind of try to model what you do in any given. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, I see like, I'm like, oh, she's kind of doing what Go Live does. Or they're kind of, you know, like, so I feel like you're really good at getting ahead of the curve. So could you speak to that a little bit? Like, I feel like now there's a lot of, because you did say you were watching what the industry was doing. So there is a little bit of like, let me input what's happening. But I feel like you have, there's a time that you have to remove yourself from that. So you're just like absorbing everybody else. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, totally. And I think that's where I started to really lean into my giftings. Um, when I first started my business, I was a female in a very male dominated industry. And this is back in 2009. 
Um, and I was very limited with my knowledge and I felt very, you know, insecure with, with what I could bring to the table compared to, you know, what these guys were saying online. Um, and you know, I had, I had guys making comments about like, what is she doing? Who does she think she is, you know, doing web design or whatever. Um, but what I found was a specific niche that I could cater to. I, a lot of like female, um, entrepreneurs and stuff felt like what the other web design agencies offered weren't really what they were looking for in terms of design or functionality. You know, they cared about different things than, than these, um, creative female entrepreneurs did. And so I feel like I was really able to cater to a specific demographic that helped me, that helped set me apart in some ways. And so I didn't really, I decided I'm not going to care what those people, you know, what those, that industry of guys or just the whole web design industry in general um, is after. So I never really like, um, I guess I never like really immersed myself in that industry. I just kind of paved my own path because I saw a need for this group of people, which were female entrepreneurs. So I decided I know what they want. I know what they need. And so I don't really care what everybody else says. I'm just going to go after meeting their needs. And I feel like that really helped set me apart. And then leaning into my strengths, one of my, um, have you ever done the, that, um, it's like strength finders, I think. It's like gives you your top five strengths. Yeah, we do. We, we've done it like the values, Kristen. It was like our sure, values. Sure, yeah, we've yeah. done a lot of values research and cool. talking about cool. stuff. Yeah, so one of my values is focus. And so what I've, what I've learned is, you know, I would rather sit down and, you know, bang something out tire, tirelessly for two days rather than have the monkey on my back for two months. And so I feel like that, that mentality really helped me um, hone in on it, helped me take my skills and apply that to my business to make my business different in the marketplace, I guess. Yeah, so it's like self-aware, like being super self-aware and trying to use yeah. what you know you could bring to the table as opposed to like, what are they doing? Oh, I bet. Like, and then the focus becomes like how to compete, I guess, as, comp as opposed yes. to like what I can offer that I know I can offer because I know that it's missing because I'm aware and I'm self-aware and, you know, yeah. like a different Yeah, I, just, I think think the bottom line is I just didn't care what the web design industry was saying and I I, I wanted to, yeah, cater to what my clients were needing. And, you know, even, even it, it comes down to, um, you know, Squarespace um, technically still doesn't let you actually create and export website templates, like your own website templates. You, they, they just have like a standard set of website templates that you can use. But back in the day, me and my team were like, we love this platform because it's so easy to use, which was really important for our clients to be able to edit the website themselves really easily. And so we put our heads together and thought, how can we create templates when Squarespace doesn't let you create templates in the traditional way? Right. Um, and so that's where we created the video tutorials and we, we made our own design um, starting from a base square te Squarespace template. So that's, I think, what you were referring to by um, other companies popping up, kind of starting to um, follow along in that trend. So yeah, it's kind of cool to be able to start something like that. Yeah. I've, I've been just feeling it and seeing maybe because I'm just like such a fangirl of you, but I just, I feel like I see you do it first and then I see a bunch of, but so yeah, like it's, but I think it plays into like being super self-aware and being super focused on what you want to do for like the people you're trying to service. I mean, it's just yeah. like a different perspective than if you're just 
in, inspiration constantly. You know, me and Kristen kind of talk yeah. about that. But so, so yeah, so all that you're saying also makes me think about when I took, we can kind of maybe shift gears and talk about launch together a little bit because sure. it was like literally exactly the right thing at exactly the right time for me. Um, and what I loved about it is that like it, it was great to help me learn how to jump back into Squarespace. I had shifted from Squarespace to something else and that I was on Squarespace for like a company I worked for and then shifted off it and then knew I wanted to go back. But it was just like exactly right. Like it was, I knew Squarespace was easy to use, but I didn't know how to make it too pretty. And then along came your, your class, but you didn't only teach me how to build it myself. You Like you and Hunter taught me how to think, how to think about what I wanted cool. to build. And so like that, I felt like was even more helpful because now that I have it built, I'm still thinking like you girls. <laughs> so that was oh, really awesome. helpful to say, okay, like how do I want to think about, you know, either design or who I want to reach or what easy for me that I can do. It was just immensely helpful. So tell us a little bit more about it. And oh my gosh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I love hearing that. Yeah. So the launch together workshop is a free workshop that we host on Facebook and it was a two week workshop and we're going to do it again coming up in July. Um, but it, it's, it's in alignment with our two big sales that we have during the year. We have a black Friday sale and then also a, a July 4th sale. And so if you buy a template during our big July 4th sale, then you get um, automatically um, enrolled in our launch together course, which is two weeks. And every day um, my, me and, or my team members log on and we talk about what to do for that day in order to get closer to launching your website. So we have some certain steps that you go through. And, you know, we talk every, we talk about everything from like a mood board to your ideal client to, you know, your copywriting, how you position your brand, um, for sales and to attract your dream client. And then, um, I don't know if I said how to create a logo already, but how to customize your site and then how to launch your site. We talked about SEO and launching. And then we even talked about um, some social media stuff in taking your website and your brand to the next level. So yeah, it's fun because we um, hop on live every day and then we also have, um, resources and links and stuff for people to check out. And then we're available to give feedback in the Facebook group, which is always really fun to see people's work in progress and be able to help bring, um, feedback and input in that. So, so yeah, it's a whole, so we're having another one this 4th of July. So it's like a whole branding and blogging boot camp. Yeah, pretty much. And it's two, it was two weeks and I, I'm debating on this time if we're going to do it in five days or two weeks. So that's I, awesome. I did feel like two weeks is what I needed. I know a lot of people felt catch up yeah. in that la that second week, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I, like the hardest part for me was picking which template. I was like, I'm going to be with this, you know, <laughs> that beginning first stage of like, sure. I don't yet know how to work it, but I need to choose. And so that for me was the hardest. But once I did, I loved my choice. And like, I thought the whole thing was perfectly paced. I was like, and by the end cool. of the second week, it was like, all these websites went up and you got to see everybody's and who was still kind of working on it but all this you like and you saw everyone else's progress oh it was great yeah. it was great cool yeah oh i'm so glad to hear that i'm really excited to like share with our listeners about it because i feel like it's a lot of people Yay. that would jump and you know what's funny yeah i i knew like because this time last year before I, I went back into teaching in september and it was kind of like a freak thing when i took your workshop i didn't think i was gonna go back or i wasn't sure so I was trying to do my own like um, businessy stuff on the side, and I knew I needed the website for that. 
But my, I, I really missed my blog. Like I knew I wanted to, to make a big part of it, this like online space that I could share. And I know that a lot of the people that were in the workshop already had the business. They needed the website for business. But it was interesting that I felt like for me, the highlight really was the blog part. So it really can go like personal or business. Like it doesn't have to be if you don't have a business, like you could just have a website for your own personal stuff. Yeah. Totally. My own space to kind of like Instagram things. Yeah. I guess like a Tumblr. And I feel like this kind of ties into kind of where I go, want to go next with like social media and this posting influencer culture. And like, I feel like sometimes the value is like the style over the substance almost always. So then everyone's like, they don't have the information they need to to make a website like they want a custom website because the style's right and they the style is so important and to show that you know what you're doing but there's no substance underneath it and like as the and social media has kind of done that to us I feel like as a culture yeah so I mean you do such a I feel like you do such a great job using social media to support your business and to share about yourself and like I consider you like one of the best influencers I follow so like as a pro <laughs> oh, you know like kind of yeah like is there a recommended way to share nowadays pros and cons of social media? Like, uh, yeah, just kind of like your thoughts. I just have to pick your brain on just that. So I feel like social media has gone in waves and I feel like we've just come out of the whole aesthetic wave of your feed needs to look amazing. And where I feel like it's really headed is more authenticity. I feel like, People are totally over like the Instagram perfect life and they want realness and rawness. Like some of my favorite stories like, or that I watch from, you know, Instagrammers that they don't have any makeup on and they have their hair in a ponytail, it's got done working out. And it's, and I feel like I know them. Like, I feel like I'm their friend when I get to see them like that rather than like perfect makeup face and, you know, all pose and poise and, you know, talking just like they're giving a speech. So and that's what social media is is about and should be about. It should be about making connections and being social and being friends. And so I feel like I've been taking or I've been trying to adapt to that approach more and just being more real and being more candid. And then also I feel like people are wanting more content and to, to see more of life and you can't really do that when you're trying to have the perfect feed and the perfect look. And I mean, you're going to create less content. And I feel like people are looking for more content than less content these days. They're looking to see every aspect of your life and um, hearing all of the thoughts that you have going on. Um, and people follow, I feel like a smaller amount, you know, people like I only see a certain amount of people show up in my, you know, stories and um, in my feed as well. So I just feel like creating that, more intimate relationship is important. And I feel like that's where it's going too. So I'm even excited to like just start dreaming about, you know, what it looks like to really not really care about what my feed looks like and posting IG, IGTVs to my feed and posting, you know, um, stories and, and more real life kind of stuff. So I'm excited about that. Um, and then in terms of posting, um, what was your question about, about posting or content? Yeah, I think it was like, is there a recommended way to share? Mm, yeah. I know. Yeah. I feel like what I would recommend is first to know who your ideal clients are. So who are your clients and where are they hanging out? 
and then create content for those platforms. I feel like we can get so overwhelmed with, you know, creating content for Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and I don't even have LinkedIn, but <laughs> I don't know if we create content things. for that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> LinkedIn and you know, Instagram and all these different platforms. Um, but if your ideal clients are hanging out, then that you're hanging out there, then you're totally wasting your time. So yeah, so figure out who's your ideal client, where are they hanging out? And then I love the concept of splintering content. So basically you come up with a topic of the week or you write an article and then you splinter that content out in all different types of ways. Like maybe you create a tweet out of it. Maybe you create a Facebook post out of it. Maybe you create, you know, an Instagram story. Maybe you make an IGTV of it. Like it's the same content. It's just splintered out in different ways because people like to consume information in different ways. Like I like to watch stories. You might like to watch YouTube or, you know, like we all consume information differently. And so not all of us are going to see um, like, I think people are afraid of like spamming. I don't want to spam people with like all this info. Um, but a lot of people aren't watching the content in all the different ways. They're probably just going to see it once. Um, so splintering content, I feel like is a huge time saver and you can even create like a long Pinterest graphic out of the content you create or whatever that is. But my team has adopted that mindset in terms of, you know, we'll have a topic of the week and then break it down into different um, splinters and, And then throughout the week, you splinter it in. So like Monday might be like Instagram and Tuesday might be. Yeah. Yeah. We'll create like a long Pinterest graphic with some of the info. We'll write a blog post on it. We'll do some swipes on, on um, Instagram kind of talking about the topics. Um, So yeah, we just, we use, use that same information in different ways. And then we're not afraid to repost either because people miss things. So something, a blog post or a piece of content that we posted, you know, two months ago, we might recycle it and it still seems so fresh to people because a bunch of people missed it. So, yeah. So I would say I know your ideal client and then splinter your content. Yeah, I think those are two really, really good lessons. And I know for me, that's something I'm super anxious about. I'm always terrified that I'm going to be like getting in people's faces too much and saying like, here's this thing that I want to tell you. Here's this valuable piece of information that I want to give you for free. And then I'm afraid that I'm going to annoy people with it. But then when I think about the valuable pieces of information that like people give me for free, like whether it's in an email or on Facebook or somewhere like on a blog that I go to, even when I do see it like in the same place or like uh, the same piece of content in two different places, I'm like, yeah, that's that email that I forgot to read or that I wanted to see again. Or like, here's a different piece of, you know, a poll quote that I didn't recognize as a, an important part the first time. Yeah. Um, And I get really excited like, oh, or this was this main part of like, I'm really into the uh, the Milk Street cookbook people. Um, they make like these really cool fusion food from like all over the world and it's like public radio thing. So it's like semi nerdy. Um, but their social media is like amazing and their emails are fantastic and they do a really good job of like, here's like one free recipe. And then if you're subscribed digitally, here's another free recipe. And like, remember, if you have an email subscription, you can just upgrade your digital subscription for like an extra dollar. Um, and I'm like, oh yes, I need to do that next time I get my 
magazine in the mail is upgraded <laughs> to my digital subscription. And I'm just so enthralled with how they're like making me be a super fan. I'm like, this is what I need to do with my marketing. And I'm never annoyed that they're like, oh yeah, here's an email every single day. And here's, your marketing has got to get past the monster in your right. head. That tells and here's you. <laughs> their Instagram, like with insanely delicious recipes, even with foods that I would never, ever, 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 ever eat. It's still like, they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Why I don't go on their Facebook, so I don't see those. But like Instagram and email, like even when it's the exact same thing from a brand that you love, it doesn't come across as exactly the same content because they're such different platforms. Yep. Totally. And so isn't it interesting that like you can't get past that when you're doing your own stuff? It's just interesting. Yeah, I think in our minds, we think that other people are seeing something as much as we are associated with it. And, you know, and that's the one thing I hear a lot. People that are just new into social media, they think, oh, I don't want to post too much. I'm like, I have never heard of that. You can't post too much and you're not going to annoy your people or else they'll just like, they'll ask them to hit unfollow if if they're thinking you're posting too much. So I feel like that's really a misconception that you could be posting too much or you could be spamming people because people that want to follow you want as much content as you can put out. Um, And if you are spamming them, then they're probably only following like three people. (laughs) Great point. Not possible. (laughs) Great point. Your people are going to be your people. Yeah, totally. And I, I would rather have them unfollow, you know, like, Hey, if you're, right. if you're upset with that, and that I'm posting too much, like unfollow, hit the unfollow button. Yeah, yeah. That actually helps. That is an option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, and it really helps um, condense your following and makes, them, makes it stronger when there's not people who are just kind of wishy-washy, like, eh, I don't really like them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, those are all completely amazing words of wisdom. And I think like, as we're here in like the season of growth on the podcast, reminding us that like followers and audience numbers and clients, it's not just a linear numbers game. The people who follow you and the leads that you get, the the quality of those leads, the quality of the numbers, those are more important because if you get, you know, one person that eventually winds up buying from you or staying with you on your list or tells the people, like, this is the person who you want to be on, that's so much more important than, like, 10 people who just press the follow button and, like, don't ever even open Instagram or your emails or anything. Yeah. No, that's so true. Something that I, a practice that I try to do is when I'm creating content, think of that one person who just eats up everything that you put out. Um and is just so excited to hear from you and, and just feels like they're like so helped by your products. Um, and so, Amanda, I feel like you've been that for me today. Like just know that the workshop really, you know, really made an impact for you. And so like when I'm creating content, like I'll think about you, like, what am I like this? You know, would, yeah. would this be something that she'd be excited to see? And I feel like that helps give you the courage and the motivation and the zest to, to put the content out because you're helping people. Right. Yeah. At least that one. And then you know it's going to be more, like, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Make the stuff for the people who love you, not the people who you think are going to be, like, complaining. Because people complain about everything. Yeah. You give people, like, free cupcakes mm-hmm. for a year and they're going to complain about it. <laughs> it's too much sugar. 
Right. Those are not the right cupcakes. They don't. Yeah, and what's sugar. interesting is when when I start creating when I think about Amanda when I'm. Uh oh. Can you guys hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Hello. Hello. Yes, you can. We hear you. Yeah. Okay. Your video was a little delayed, but your audio still came. <sighs> okay. Good. I was just gonna say, you know, if I think of Amanda when I'm creating content and I start like pumping out content for Amanda, then I'm gonna get more people like Amanda that will start following because they like the content too. Right, that makes so much sense. <laughs> and then you're zeroed in on the right energy. So, here on season four of Crafty Ass Female, we've been asking everybody about the different ways in which they've grown throughout their creative endeavors. Some people have chosen to answer ways that they've grown throughout their childhood creative life. Other people have told us awesome ways that they've grown throughout their creative businesses. I would love to hear one or two pieces of creative advice or ways that you've grown throughout your creative life. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of different angles I could take on this. I feel Absolutely. like I've probably grown more personally this last year. I started seeing a therapist and that has been a huge game changer for me. Something that I, you know, something that I've struggled with and it's been a push and pull because I would naturally say that I'm a pretty confident person and I've always had the desire to pave my own path and I've had the confidence to pave my own path. But in the same breath, I feel like I try to please people. And I'm like, I don't, and I, I've always been like a rule follower. Like I like to impress my teachers and like be the teacher's pet. And, you know, and I feel like I, I've had this like teeter totter, just confusion on why do I care so much about, you know, some of what other people think when on the flip side, I have my own style and I don't care. I don't give a, I don't like give a flip about whatever, what anyone thinks about how I look or what I, you know, what I do. So I feel like I've been stuck. And so I really wanted to go see a therapist and like, just talk through that. And so I feel like that has been a big area that I've been growing in is just to, to not, to be unapologetic about me and who I am. Um, and, and yeah, so that's kind of been like a strange uncovering in my adult life. And I still feel like I'm still working on it, but I also feel like that need to please people and almost that fear of what people think about me has really held me back a lot in life. Totally. Even in my own, you know, personal, like, or even in like my business life too. Um, I feel like it's held me back from a lot of opportunities just because like I'm fearful and I'm scared and um, I don't want to step out and take the risk. So, yeah. Yeah. We've had a few mental health like themed episodes mm. and we kind of talk about that, how like not necessarily like you could still be super productive and super successful and you know, it not show that you're struggling with a lot of stuff. Like, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you still can be a productive member of society and like getting all these accolades, but still having a lot of things like, like you feel that holds you back, even though on the outside, nothing's holding you back and you keep succeeding and everything. Yeah. And uh, yeah, me and Kristen have kind of talked about that. Like, 
like they, I feel like everyone should see a therapist the way you see a dentist. Like even if it's just twice a year, like you're checking in. Yeah. You know. So well, you know. Congratulations. On yeah, and I think right, welcome yeah. to the therapy club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think for years, I don't want to like beat a dead horse. If you guys already talked about this a lot, but I think for years I've been wanting to see a therapist, but it was really hard for me to make that call because not because I'm afraid to admit that I need to see a therapist because I I feel like I'm like like you guys like I I believe in it and I feel like it can change a lot and um, I feel like everyone needs to go to therapy kind of thing. Um, but it was really hard for me to see what it was going to do for me on the other side of my efforts. So if I go on a diet or if I work out, I know what the potential result could be. Like I could be skinny and hot and have big muscles. Um, but if I, if I go to therapy, it was just like, you know, I'm going to pay money. It's going to cost my time. And what is it really going to do for me? And I think what I really found out through therapy is that is like, that question is like absurd to me now because when you change your perspective, it change it changes every aspect of your life. And so that to me is priceless. So I don't care like how much it costs, how much time it would, you know, take for me to go just because of like the freeing feeling I have in like knowing who I am and moving forward. And yeah, it's like, it's just really changed my perspective. So it's been refreshing. I love that you took that angle with that question. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Good. Cool. Yay. Fun. Okay, so we'll wrap up um, this episode with our currently round, which comes from Kristen's currently card, which our listeners can get at areyoukristen.com slash currently. And we just kind of orally run through it on the podcast. You give us what you're currently doing, and it's so much fun. Sweet. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. What are you currently watching? On TV. Anywhere and any way you want to answer. Well, I've been watching The Bachelorette on TV. Oh. <laughs> Guilty. Yep. I can't say I join you, but you and my dad. <laughs> you and my dad love it. <laughs> but I love it. Good. That's your, that's your guilty pleasure. I love it. What are you currently reading? A book called The Power of Now, which my therapist recommended to me. And it's, it's been pretty mind-blowing, I have to say. Yeah? Yeah possible book club every time we get a really good book recommendation what are you currently listening to i just found a new artist that i've been playing all week so far and it's been on repeat and it's rvrb it's really cool like kind of electronic pop yeah vibey work good work too nice i gotta check that out what are you currently making Today, I was making a new mini workshop for our customers all about how to explain what it is that you do in a clear and concise way. So I was filming. Nice. Yeah. Filming audio and slides for that today. Nice. Yeah. Uh, where can people find that in the future? Um, on, in, on our website, golivehq.co, um, and then in our shop. We ha- have two mini workshops launched already. One of them is um, how to create a niche for your business. And the second one is how to identify and, and attract your ideal clients. And then this is the next one, um, your, how to craft a brand bio, which you probably did in our workshop. Yeah. Um, and I walk you so through the, yeah, the brand bio. It's like a one sentence statement. And then also we also just talk about um, how to talk about what you do. Yeah, it's fun. Nice. What are you currently feeling? Tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for a nap. Yeah. It's just that time of the day or that time of the year. Yep, both. And it's time of yeah. the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you. 
That Wednesday, that Wednesday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> still two more days. What are you currently planning? We're planning our 4th of July sale right now, putting together all the social marketing pieces and email marketing collateral and all of that goes planning our launch together workshop. Um, what are you currently loving? My husband. Lastly. Um, yeah, he, um, he's so great. <laughs> he's and it's I, I saw it's almost it's 10 years this year. Yeah, right? in May, in May, it was 10 years. And we always joke that we, we love marriage and we recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but he's just so sweet and thoughtful. And um, one thing I love about him, a couple of things I love about him is um, he um, never like feels like he has to be right. And so I feel like he, in that way, he always looks out for our relationship together before feeling like he, he has his own desires to be right or, you know, do this, that. Yeah. And then I always feel like he like serves me really well. We try to outserve each other. Um, and so, yeah, he's a special guy. So anyway, he had my heart this morning when I was like, Oh so, yeah. Yeah. I love, I love hearing that. that. I love it. I'm dating a new guy and I'm feeling those things, but it's only been two months. So I can't oh, really say, yeah. but you know, that's awesome. Congrats. Anyway, I love to hear that. That's cool. I'm spending Sunday planning a surprise for my partner. It's going to be our, the 10th anniversary of our first date. Oh my gosh. Congrats. He does not know. Oh. I have a, I, I have an, I have you don't old, think he'll remember. Right? I don't you think he'll you. remember. Oh, that'll be a fun surprise. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have two, three hour meetings on that day, but I have a 45 minute buffer Ooh. that I can, I have a, I have the vinyl of the concert that we went to go see. So cool. I'm going to play that and I'm going to send him out for sushi because we went to a Japanese restaurant. And we are obviously not going to go back to the middle of Pennsylvania to the sushi <laughs> restaurant that we to went the same to. Yeah. Yes, no, oh, that's cool. In, I love that you're planning Michigan, that. So that, no. Yes. And I'm so happy that you are also happy. Yeah. Thanks. This interview is my favorite. Oh. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on and yeah. being on our show. Thanks for yeah. having me. That was really fun. This has been really awesome. You have given us some amazing words of wisdom. Great. Yeah, I'm really excited to, uh, we're going to jump into this last question in After Shatter that I keep jumping off of this page. Ooh. <laughs> um, Amanda, what is this question that I want to ask? Yeah, it's like personal work oh, life. Oh, work life balance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like this, you do a really great job of that. You promise Tangerman in some aspects and go live in another. And I feel like you, yeah. And you have this awesome relationship with your husband. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm always like, I, I feel like I grew up not seeing good relationships. So whenever mm -hmm. I see one, I'm like, tell me all about it. Yeah. <laughs> I start to get excited. Yeah. So after chatter. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. so we'll talk cool. about work-life balance and after chatter. Thanks, guys, for tuning in this week. If you want to hear about uh, the rest of our interview and the after chatter show, you can head over to patreon.com slash craftiestfemale. And if you want to support the show, you can also head on over to patreon.com slash craftiestfemale where we have all sorts of awesome resources, including, God, Amanda, how many episodes of the Crafty Ass Female After Shatter show now? 50 plus? Yeah. Wow. Amazing interviews with incredible women, video interviews, audio interviews, book club episodes. We have lots of great stuff for you guys. So 
We will be over there with promise. And then we will be back next Monday with another amazing episode. We love you guys. And we hope that you have an amazing rest of your week. Talk to you later. Bye.